Hi, welcome to the second episode of uh, Casual Tryhards Podcast. Uh, I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we're your normal hosts. We have uh, some uh, special guests here today from uh, Team uh, Dead AF. Uh, we have uh, the great and powerful Logie Wan. That's me. I'm Logan. And then we have uh, Junior Streamer and uh, uh, Deck Aggregator, uh, Christos. Hey, everybody. I'm Christos. So, um, first we wanted to kind of lay out where you can find us. We, uh, we did a social media blitz in construction, uh, after the first episode. So, you know, we're just getting started. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, uh, you can track us down on various social media. So where can they find us? Uh, so we are on Facebook at the Casual Try Hard Podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. Yeah, we're casual try pod because yeah. everything else was taken. Yeah, uh, it's a good rhyme though. Yeah, we, we tried. Uh, you can email us if, like, I guess that's what old people do uh, at uh, casual try hard mtg at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we are also looking for all sorts of feedback. So if there's any topics you want to hear more about, um, if there's any places you would like to find us that we are not at, um, please let us know. Hopefully, uh, iTunes uh, approves us, and we end up on the uh, Apple Podcast app uh, for this episode. But we will, we will see. If not, hopefully, the next one. So we're at least going to try to get there, and then we'll we'll work out the other stuff. Yep. Uh, so it was well. Here, I got to give a chance for Christos to plug himself here. Oh. So Chris, Christos, like I said, is our is our resident. Uh, Streamer in the room. So where where can we find you streaming? So I am on twitch.tv slash Christosi. It's K-R-I-S-T-O-S-I-I. Uh, also Twitter at Christosi X. Same spelling with an X at the end. And then the Arena Aggregate Twitter is at Arena Decker. So I'm dumb. What's what's yeah. Arena Aggregate Twitter? What does that do? I think you should tell us a little bit about that. It's a really cool idea. So everybody needs a way to find the deck lists that are going on in Arena, the the people that are hard grinding gold to mythic in a week, what did you use? That's where I come in. <clears throat> I'll either scour the internet or their stream for the deck. Uh, we'll get screenshots in there of what they did, what the record is, if I can find that information. Uh, it's just to make it a little bit condensed and nice to look at. Also, currently, there's no way to find Arena deck lists, right? No. Wizards isn't publishing them anywhere. There's no published deck lists. Um, Goldfish which is what people used to use, isn't updated, and it's still, in like, weeks. It's weeks old. It's yeah. looking rough. So, there was a void. I'm trying to fill it. See how it goes. Alright. So, uh, this was pre-release weekend. My favorite time to play Magic. And so, uh, how, how did playing Magic go for you on pre-release weekend well, here? Well, unfortunately, life kind of got in the way this weekend. Um, I ended up having to work Saturday. I was able to scoot out a little bit early. <laughs> but I couldn't play in uh, as many pre-releases as I would have liked. And then my in-laws came in town this weekend. So Ooh. I love my in-laws. They're great. It's not that I don't but want to see them. But a well-known barrier to playing Magic. Yeah, yeah it kind of makes it tough to <laughs> get out to pre-release on Sunday when my family comes in town and <laughs> spending time with them instead. So I got to play in three of them. Like I said, I got out of work a little bit early on Saturday. I got to play in our 1 o'clock pre-release and I stuck around for 7, and I played midnight, so I played like 18 hours of Magic on Saturday. 
Went to bed at 7 o'clock in the morning, got up when uh, my wife called me and said my in-laws were about 20 minutes away at 11. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was pretty rough. Good morning, my yeah. in-laws. Um, I played Rakdos, or the, the kit I chose was Rakdos uh, all three times. Um, I think all three decks I ended up Mardu, splashed white for uh, some sticky threats. Um... I did fine in the first two. I didn't didn't do bad. Didn't do good. I don't remember my record, uh, but the third one I went undefeated. So that was that was good. good. Ended up with twelve packs. Not a bad haul. Yep. So I got to play in four. My my wife left town, so I was all by uh, myself. And so, uh, played Orzov. Got or two Orzov's packs. Played uh, Esper each time. Uh, and then got uh. Girl box and played Bant. No, no red. It was not in the cards. But I got to play uh, Mass Manipulation, which if you can figure out a way to resolve it, blue, 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 blue casting cost, yeah, you tough. win the game. You win the game. Yeah. It gives you... It, it's a built-in safety valve. And make sure you don't only cast it for six, because you don't have four blue yet. You have to wait right. turn 12, where <laughs> ah, you cast it for X equals three, and then you win the game even more. Yeah, I, I cast it for X equals... I knocked the top of my deck and drew an island. <laughs> island. <laughs> it's I still good. somehow lost that game because my, oh, no. my only threat was the one thing he that I took from him. <laughs> I don't have any ways to win the game. I have you do. And yeah, his 4-4 four, four hydrate crisis was tough oh. enough for me to get there. Oh, well, you don't get to steal the like, one two games <laughs> to either. Yeah, no, it was not, it was not ideal. Oh. And then I played... I got a Civic box and played a terrible Jun deck. Went O two and left. Uh, so, so that was that was good. Uh, I I came up with fifteen packs on the weekend, so that's not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and then Logan, you were sadly I was working. I was stuck with some work. I got to do a draft. It went uh, sweet four one in a a draft, a unapproved, not real draft. It was a D and D campaign that looked an awful lot like a draft. Uh, it was pretty sweet. I drafted a really good uh, uh, Azorius uh, kind of Dovin Security, the information campaign mm-hmm. deck. It was pretty great. Uh, those cards did some work. I did did do the midnight pre-release uh, as well. It was I did two rounds of it. I went the hot two o drop. It was beautiful. I had a sweet Simic deck. Had a great Simic pool. Adept. It was very good. And then, Christos, how, how, how did your weekend go? So, I started Friday at the 7 p.m. draft. Uh, made it to top eight, and unfortunately I lost my, my win there. Um, did Saturday, the 1 o'clock and the 7 o'clock. Uh, had grill boxes the whole way through, and ended up in Mardu, Team or Mardu. Uh, Solid. Yeah, it was real interesting. Did you do the midnight as well, for the Friday at midnight? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I remember you just saying over and over again, I am so tired. Why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Pre-release is great right up until it isn't. Yeah. And then yeah, I just hit a wall real hard, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, there comes a point where it's not really playing Magic anymore. It's just like a uh, endurance race. <laughs> yeah, it's like who can who can stay awake slightly longer than <laughs> yeah. the other. That's yeah. a win condition. you got to play to your out. So yeah. sometimes having a, your opponent having a stroke. And or, or taking a nap. Yeah, taking, taking a nap yeah. in the middle of the game. Go, go to blockers? Up. Oh, that snores. <laughs> that snore sounds block- like no blockers. No. no yeah, that snore sounds like F6, right? <laughs> it is a, it's getting roped in real life. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Right. So, so we all play. We played a decent amount. Did we? Uh, did any of us play any limited on arena? Yeah, if y'all get around to some I, games. I played. Bit. I played my free draft. Uh huh. I also played my free draft. Went uh -huh. went five two. I picked Rhythm of the Wild very highly. Ended up with two in my pool. Cards real good. Yeah. With just a couple random rat creatures, giving them all plus two plus two. So I played Teamer, and I had the the frog. Galloping Lizrog? Yeah. I know all the great summon okay. names, because they're all fun, amazing. Fun fact, <laughs> if you put a counter on it with Rhythm of the Wild, uh -huh. you can take that counter off of it and uh, put it on it and double it. Woo! Um, so I had a, I made a 16-16 frog. Wow. Uh, I was dead. I made a 16-16 frog, and I wasn't dead anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty game. good. Yeah. Sounds good. I played blue for two of him and the guy who gives all your creatures with counters flying. Oh, yeah, that's pretty Which, good. Which, when you have a 9-9 or 16-16 lizard, you win that game. That's like a build-your-own-merit-lage, right? We did. We yeah. did build our own merit -lage. We, <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were a couple counters short, but we were almost yeah. there. Uh, the, that's a flying and perfect straight word. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So... Make a cool jump block? Yeah, you do. I think I ended up in Orzhov for my draft. Um, I'm not sure that the bots are calibrated yet or no, if they have a pick order or not. I think the bots uh, favor blue and green cards because I've seen some real good black-red yeah, uh, Mardu-y shell cards. I ended up with four ill-gotten inheritance. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a pack one, pick three Judith. Yeah. Ooh, that's probably not right. Nope. Yeah. That is... I pack one, picked one, Judith, in that D and D campaign. So uh, yeah, we're we're. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're passing that, especially when it's eight dollars in real life. Like yeah. no one's gonna be like, you know what I'm gonna take over this, a one color removal spell. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm gonna take my eight dollars and move on. Yeah. Uh, I had I had a pretty sweet cynic deck in my uh, draft, so I don't know. They didn't take it out of my pool. They did not take my blue and green cards. It was pretty good. Yeah, so but pass, someone passed me as a. Someone, some generous computer, right? Yeah, R2D2 factory is a gun. It's very kind of them. Oh, yeah, I, I think I'll start naming like my least favorite uh robots when they pass me all crap, or when I'm in Simic and they take all the blue and green cards, rather than when I'm in Arachnus and they take all the blue and green cards, they can be R2D2. So, we played a decent amount and we played you know a decent amount of sealeds yep. and played online. So were there any cards from this weekend, uh, Logan, that you were like, this is way better than I thought it was going to be? Well, hang on. Before we do this real quick, okay. let's uh, quick talk about why we're doing this. Because people don't typically play a whole lot of sealed other than pre-release, right? Yeah, but it's, it's an important format for your next step. Like, there's... Yeah, it, all of the limited uh, magic fests, that was air quotes, mm -hmm. um, will start off sealed. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like even though it's not the same as draft, there's some information to be gained from sealed for draft. Absolutely. So. Yeah, like individual cards that look really good in draft yeah. often translate to being really good in sealed and vice right. versa. Yeah. So, is there anything that looked that you're like, oh, this is way better than I thought it was going to be? Uh, all of the gate payoffs, uh, most especially the gate colossus. Yeah, uh, that card was great. I just had my saw results. Mister Giant Gate Guardian is fantastic. Uh, my one loss uh, in that draft was to someone who had two of them. Uh, he also had a galloping Lizrog. Uh, the only way I beat the giant, the ten ten galloping Lizrog, was to, or whatever eleven eleven, was to make a twelve thirteen uh, towering 
thingamajig. The four or five that exiles a bunch of creatures. Oh, oh all yeah. my creatures were terrible. Yeah, the battlement, lumbering oh, battlement. Man. Yeah. Uh, all my creatures were terrible, uh, and they all hopped on the train. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, attacked and attacked and attacked. It was yeah. pretty good. He double blocked with two gate colossi. Uh, I had two tricks because <laughs> the like twelve power wasn't quite enough. Yeah. Um, but they were really really good, and they kept coming back. He had something like seven Simic guild gates. I don't know. I lost wow. count. That's yeah. He cast he cast two in one turn after he got one back at the end of the game. So well. That's how many he had. That was a good one. Uh, I had a Warrant Warden in my, uh, it was my Simic deck, had one Azoria Skillgate in the pre-release pool. Uh, Warrant Warden was fantastic. Uh, What's I, that one do? It's uh, the, the good part. It's Azoria's Charm, but with one mode the same as Azoria's Charm, and the other mode is better than both of the other two modes of Azoria's Charm put together. Uh, one is, uh, it's Azorius Azorius mana, so two hybrid blue-white manas. Uh, put a target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library. Uh, that's the good half, and the even better half, uh, in limited, is two blue-white, or three blue-white, uh, it's Sarah Angel, you cast a Sarah Angel. It's a 4-4 four, four flying vigilant, uh, Sphinx this time, uh, blue and white token. Uh, it is very powerful, it does everything you want to do in limited. Yeah, I had I had one of those in my bent deck, and yeah, it was just it like nothing but impressive. Yeah, it was just like oh, like I had an opponent like miss a land drop and oh, like attack, oh. and I was just like, cool, you're gonna play that two two again. I'm gonna play yeah. a four four. This is great. I did that, and then followed it up with the tide that lets you bounce a creature and grip tide a creature, and then I put it on top of his library again and bounce another creature. It's nice. It's great. It's great. So. So that card was really good. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Combine Guild Mage is uh, great with Adapt. Uh, it lets you take off the Adapt. It's the engine card in Simic, and it's yeah. fantastic. I, I uh, blew a couple people out where I would... I attacked with the 2-2 the common, mm -hmm. and like, it had Sword one counter. Hybrid. Yeah, it had one counter on it, and I attacked, Ooh. and they blocked, <laughs> and I, rem I moved the counter to something else, and then adapted it, made it a 6-6, six, six, and ate their thing. So I watched a game at pre-release... Um, where one player was at 50-something absurd life with, I believe, the 2-2 two two or 2-5 unblockable guy, mm -hmm. which is pinging in. And his opponent was had the Combine Guild Mage and Sharkdo Crab. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I he that. was <laughs> tapping down, cool. removing the counter, adding a counter, mm -hmm. tapping down, removing the counter... I, I murderized. It was the only way I actually beat uh, Orzhov Enforcer, which was one of my uh, most dreaded cards in that Simic deck because it was all creatures and my removal spells are all fight spells. Uh, but I was able to serial tap it down with yeah. my Sharkdo crowd. Yeah. Uh, I went at the end of the end of the game. I went uh, remove a counter, uh, untap, activate, remove a counter, activate, and tap Ooh. down both of his last blocks. Wow. And attack with my so Orzaz Enforcer, there's one in a black oh, yes, one yeah. two one with two death, death touch and with afterlife one. So you mm -hmm. get to yep. trade for something and then have a flyer left over. Yeah, I believe Mr. Carson agrees with uh, might show up and construct it as well. Oh yeah, that yes. great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I think it's really really good. Yeah. So we have uh, and then James's uh, good cards all seem to be of the Rakdos persuasion. <laughs> well, that's what I played all weekend. So that's kind of what I know was good. Um, I was really impressed with Hacrobat. It's the colorless red-black for a 2-3. Um, you can spectacle it for just a red and a black. Um, you can pay a black to give it death touch. You can pay a red to give it plus 2, minus 2 till end of turn. Um, that card was outperformed every single time I cast it. Um, it's a beating if they don't feel like losing a creature. It trades with 
anything that blocks it with death touch um, kind of seems to hold the deck together. It just does everything you want that deck to be doing. Um, I was also really impressed with Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Um, it seems like every single person at the shop was playing some sort of Orzhov deck with Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Um, so that's the three and a black enchantment that on your upkeep, they, yeah. they lose a life, you gain a life, and yep. it's five and a black and yeah, sack it, and you deal four to, and you drain for four. Drain for four. Deal yeah, four, gain four. four times. Yeah. yeah. To your yeah. Upkeep. So <laughs> it's... Uh, it gives the deck a little bit of reach. Um, it gives the deck some life gain that it wouldn't normally have. Um, it seemed really powerful. Um, I can vividly remember four games just burning my opponent out with it. And it also, in the Rakdos decks, turns on Spectacle. Every single <coughs> you get turn. Spectacle every turn. So yeah. it's just another way to make sure that you play your lay jugglers yeah. cheap and stuff like that. Well, so, one of my decks actually had Ill-Gotten Inheritance with Theater of Horrors. I, I lost in that deck. Which is uh, colorless, red, and black for an enchantment that says, uh, during your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. And then if you have Spectacle for the turn, uh, you may cast cards exiled with it. Or play cards. You can play lands. Play cards, that's right. You can play lands. Um, and then it also has, uh, you can pay three and a red to ping your opponent. Um, but with Ill-Gotten Inheritance, it just enables Spectacle every turn, so you're basically just drawing two cards every turn. Yes. It's fantastic. It is very good. Uh, um, I had two in my Arena Sealed Pool. Yeah. Uh, I went undefeated. Yeah. And, and that was incredibly good. Yeah. Uh, kept me in games that I had no business being yeah. in. Uh, just buy it. Yeah, buy it infinite great. time. On the theme of getting uh, constructing information out of limited information, uh, also constructed shower maybe. Uh, Ilgan inheritance. Oh no no the theater of horrors. Yeah, theater. Absolutely yeah yeah. yeah. Ilgan inheritance yeah. might be a little slow for construction. Yeah, yeah. Little, <laughs> pro- yeah. probably so. Uh, yes. Theater of horrors definitely yeah, uh, like cards house. Uh, Warren Morden also a constructed oh, yeah. label card yeah. very oh, very good. good. Yeah. yeah, it is it is you know War Warden is kind of weird mono blue removal. Yeah, right. blue blue like. Get rid of a creature right. is is good. Yeah, when was the last time Blue had get rid of a creature? Oh. Um, what was that? Uh, the manifest card. The, oh, a reality shift. Yeah, uh, I have. We know someone who tried to put that in some blue red Delver decks <laughs> in Legacy. If you ever have uh, turned a Grizzle Brand into a face down creature off the top of your opponent's <laughs> library, uh, you can go high five Mr. Cameron Galindo. <laughs> yeah. So the. <coughs> So my first seal poll, the reason I was uh, uh, Esper uh, was I had my Orzhov deck and I had Vertai Circle, which is two and a blue. And it says, for an enchantment, it says, whenever one of your opponent's creatures becomes tapped and it was not declared as an attacker, draw a card. And then four and a blue uh, tapped target creature doesn't have flying. I had games, like, grindy back-and-forth games where I stuck that and then just hoped they played a ground creature. <laughs> and I went from no cards in hand to, like, trying to decide if I needed to discard the hand size within three turns. Wow. I just went from nothing to, oh, I can't lose this game now. <laughs> and it was it was the best card in that deck by by far. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. I relegated that to a Prisma race status. Card was oh, great. No, card was very, very good. Yeah, card was great. It's, great. it's it's not 
not going to be a constructive pull of a card because no, no, there's no, no, five no. activated minutes. Yeah. But if it's in your sealed pool, yeah. you should probably try to find a couple. Like, I only had like four blue sources or three, enough that I could like stick it and like be able to activate it once a turn. It's like five mana, kill a creature, draw a card every turn, which you will, you will do happily. Yeah. I uh, I am disappointed to see that it is a May ability. I just checked. Yeah, it is a May. You can't <laughs> deck yourself. That you can get your opponent to deck, like spear thrower them to death, <laughs> but really with cards instead. <laughs> I um um. They have, uh, like, they have too many attackers, and you're trying to stop yeah. it, but you don't have enough cards to draw. That's I, what I was. Thinking. I did. Uh, <laughs> I I got into my opponent had no creatures on board. And I got into a racing situation where the race was good. I told them before I decked myself. I had like yeah. I had three power on board, and I had and they were at twenty, and I was like I had eight cards <laughs> in my library. I had a game uh, in that midnight sealed where my opponent had three of the like one three advisor tap. Yeah, I won that game with a single card in my library left. Mister Mister Vreeland, the one who had two of the Colossi, Coluxen. They he also had four Aramunculus, and I was playing the that blue white Limited Insight the information campaign deck. I didn't have a lot of ways to kill, and most of them were flyers. It was tough to get past the Aramunculi. I won one game on zero cards in my library. Exactly because of infinite flyers and uh, eight colossi that I had to kill fifteen times. Yeah. So yeah, games go on for a while. I almost boarded. He boarded in the uh, advisor card to try oh and mill me God. because that was game two that I won with zero cards in library. So, um, were there anything? Were there any cards that we thought were we thought were going to be really good, or that we thought were going to just be good limited cards that we were like, ugh, this yeah. was not as good as we thought it was going to be. I got one that I'm probably gonna. Catch some crap for. Okay. Um, I didn't think Frilled Mystic was great. I'm super excited for the card. I really want to play it. I didn't think it was great over the weekend. You if hurt my I, heart. If I thought there was a way to have a good sound effect for getting up and storming out of the room, I would do it right now. <laughs> I, I had it in one deck. I think I cast it once, but I just held it in my hand. Like smugly, just being like, I can never lose this game yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was like, I have a counter spell. I <laughs> yeah. can never lose this game. I have four power and you have nothing. That feeling is only rivaled by the feeling of actually countering a spell with Frilled Mystic yes. <laughs> or Mystic yeah. Snake. I don't really know. Yeah. Never countered a spell with Frilled Mystic. I think that my problem with the card, though, is the format's too new, um, especially in Sealed, especially a pre release. Um, nobody really knows what the different archetypes are supposed to be doing yet so it's kind of hard to know like what what you want to hit with it when you want to hold mana up um i think there's a lot more pieces that need to fall into place before that card gets great i think it is a great card i just wasn't super happy with it over the weekend i have a card that i want to add to my really good card list it's a frilled mystic (laughs) i I cast it one time and it led to me getting three for one so it must be great yeah Uh, that works so Black always has a common removal spell. Yeah. Uh, this one is consigned to the pit. It costs six mana. Yeah, it's five and a black, right? Yeah, it's five and a black for a sorcery, kill a creature, and the controller takes two damage. Yep. And that's good sometimes, but, it, like, there are just so many things that you're like, I'm never going to get the six mana before this, like, four drop kills me. Right. And, like, that's your, like, black common removal spell, and yeah. it's super... Super awkward at times. Now, sometimes the, the the 
two damage tacked onto it is is quite helpful. Like it'll yeah. swing a race a little bit, but you've gotta like have a board that you can get to six. Yeah. I think the problem is um it seems like this format with gruel and with um Simic, like everything gets too big too fast. Mm-hmm. And if you're just sitting around waiting until turn six to cast your removal spell, you're probably just dead. Yeah, because like they have the 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 you knew the name of it, the two drop that has adapt. Yeah, Soriform hybrid. Soriform yeah. hybrid. I think it's it, because I hope it's dinosauriform hybrid. Uh, I, I am the dinosauriform hybrid. <laughs> it becomes a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, he turns into a dinosaur. He's <laughs> a colossal dreadmaw at the end. Yeah, that's what he should be. But you, but like they get in for some damage with that, and they have their they have their six mana play like rolled up. Like yeah. their turn six isn't just going to be like, or, or they're like they're not going to hit six mana and be like I don't have anything to do. Right. They get to make a dinosaur, and like. You get hit by the dinosaur, and then you get to kill it. They've already yeah. chipped in with damage and, and stuff earlier, so it, it is it is awkward. Yeah. And we we all uh, Christos I think was was hard against uh, this this next one, right? Were you hard against oh this guy? Oh my god! So in the midnight uh, and the seven o'clock draft, <clears throat> I ended up being in a Mardu shell, and the first the first seven o'clock drafts I had like three Rafter Demon. Which is two colorless, uh, black and red, uh, spectacles for five, uh, three colorless, black and red. Uh, and if you spectacle it, it makes them discard a card. What are its stats? It is a 4-2 without flying. Fun fact. <laughs> the card is... does not have flying on he, it. He, he got to those rafters by climbing a ladder uh-huh. very slowly. Uh-huh. He, did not, he did not fly up there. Kind of like a cat. Just like a cat. It doesn't actually fly. But. So this card... Uh, you can play it on four, and it is beyond mediocre. Uh, it dies to <laughs> everything. Yeah. And then if you spectacle it, it's still really bad. Like they did, they five discard a land. To discard a land. Yeah. I I've spectacled that card maybe six or seven times. Have you ever gotten the spell? No. <laughs> I've hit mountain, forest, forest, mountain, mountain, mountain. Uh, it is very very bad. Yeah, doesn't seem great. So. We have we have our limited fix. Yep. We might we we might play a little bit more in arena. We might not. Well, I did I did. If if you're listening to this and you don't and you have arena and you haven't taken your little card out and put in your code to get your free draft. Oh yeah, that's important. You, People should probably know that. You should you should do that. I turned my free draft into a free sealed. Yeah. Because I won my draft and then took those gems and it got nine free packs. Yep. So I turned that one code into. 16 packs. Yeah, so in the pre-release pack, um, there's five booster packs and a seated pack, and there's also a loose token on there. And on the back of that loose token, there is a code for a free arena draft. You can only use one code per per account. So like if, right. you, if you played the midnight one and you ter- checked in that token, go find someone else that maybe didn't get to play and yeah. give them that because so, like... We threw a couple up in chat because people decided to watch football. Yeah, I mean, or also had, or had jobs. Also, <laughs> if you guys uh, have didn't get a chance to play pre-release or maybe misplaced your token, didn't realize what it was, you can probably come up with a couple codes. I, I, I myself think, have three. Yeah, on my I think desk. I've got. Yeah, a couple, I have. So. I have. A, I have a one or two left that I hadn't given. So to hit someone. us up. We'll give you a free arena draft. There also, on the same note, for people who have arena, there's a play allegiance is a code. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If I don't know how long it's going to last, but go ahead and try it if you have an arena account and haven't used it. Just type in play arena 
I play, play Allegiance. Play Allegiance in the uh, and it's Redeemed three Death. free packs. Get three packs. That goes less about a month and a half to two months, oh, depending sweet. on how long. Okay, okay cool. so you got plenty of time. So if you haven't done it yet, just go on Arena, play Allegiance, or yep. if you hit us up and you don't have an Arena account, hit us up. You'll get a free draft and you'll get free packs. Yep. Yeah, this is pretty good. Collection. There we go. Uh, so this is the most exciting. New sets are always the most exciting time for Magic. Yep. Because everything changes. Yep. So that's what makes Magic usually. Such a, usually. Yeah. Usually. That's what makes Magic such a great game is every three months it's a totally new game. Yep. They give you two hundred and forty to three hundred new game pieces. Yep. And it changes the entire game. And so we're gonna talk about trying to come up with how you go about making new decks. Maybe yep. not specifically for, for this new format. Yeah, just in general. But just yeah, like when yeah, when new cards come out, what do you what do you have to look at to kind of decide what decks you want to make mm -hmm. or what decks should be good? Mm -hmm. So and where does that start? I think that starts with mana yep. and what you are actually able to cast. Right. So if you have so in the last standard we had, you know, we only had some of the lands that produced two colors, some of the shock lands. So if you really wanted to play white-black, the mana wasn't good enough because you didn't have Godless Shrine, you didn't have the white-black land. Yeah, you only had Isolated Chapel. Yeah, so if you wanted to play... Uh, you know, if you wanted to play Lyra in your deck, which is three white-white, and Varaska's Contempt in your deck, which was two black-black, you could never piece together enough white and black sources in your deck to feel like you could cast the double-black spell on four and the double-black... White spell on five. Right. So when you look at when you look at a format, you want to say, well, what what do the lands let me do? Because there are some things that get excluded. So do you want to talk about like the differences between last standard and this standard? Like what three color mana bases were available to us okay. last standard because we had half of the shock. Yeah. So and we had a weird half too, yeah. right? Because it wasn't a it wasn't an even distribution around the color wheel. So we right. had. We had Jeskai, so we had uh, blue, red, and white all had both their shock lands. And from a combination of Ixalan and Dominaria had their check lands, the lands that check to see if there is a, 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 like land, so, type. a land type. So you have Sulphur Falls, it checks to see if you have a mountain or island in play, and if you do, it gets to come into play on tap. Mm -hmm. Right? So... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the other ones we had. We had um, the other combinations. The other, the other three color yeah. combinations. We had Sultai. Mm -hmm. Sultai. Yeah, you could have Sultai. So we had Absin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so like so, uh, you had two shocks and then the two um, check lines. Mm -hmm. So that let you do. You could play three color decks. That's why Jessica Control got to be a deck a lot more prominently than Esper Control, which Esper Control was blue, white, and black. We had, we didn't have Hollowed Fountain, we didn't have the white, blue, and we didn't have Godless Charm, we didn't have the white, uh, black. black, Shockland, so the mana wasn't quite as good. So those decks kind of existed, mm -hmm. but they were a little fringier because they just couldn't cast all the spells. they couldn't spells. be true three-color decks. They were really like black-blue decks splashing Teferi, or they right. were black-white yep. decks splashing... Teferi. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or control decks that won't play was a deck for a little while <laughs> in the mm -hmm. format. Like if if we go back to the week one, um, it was 
three white tokens, mm-hmm. uh, mono red, and then Esper Control. Mm-hmm. Well, that's number two because people uh, have like Cleansing Open to Fairy and Settle the Wreckage. And those are just three yeah. reasonable cards to put into your deck. Yeah. Reasonable um, is a stretch. They are they are very, <laughs> very good, perhaps unreasonable cards perhaps, to have all in the same standard. Even with those very strong cards, the, the deck was very clunky. Yeah, well, you found yourself not being able to cast your black spells. That kind of uh, segues nicely into what we're going to talk about next. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? With no, I think or? I think the thing you want to look at though is just what what do the lands let you do, and like that dictates a lot of times. Just they'll print the the allied colored lands. They'll print like white green, mm-hmm. but they won't print print white black. So oftentimes in the rare land cycle, they'll give you the allied colors, but they won't give you the enemy colors. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. So a lot of times that will skew what you can build based on what lands you have. And it doesn't just have to be in three-color combinations. Like yeah. uh, Golgari got to play Land War Elves on turn one with an Overgrown too. Right. Whereas me, Mr. Big Fan of the Creature Type Dinosaur, I do not get to cast a turn one Land War Elf off of my Gold... My, I didn't even have Gold <laughs> Guildgate. Right. I played... Well, what's the red... Green Timberland Gorge. Timberland Gorge. Woo! Got put in like magic decks yeah. that I played. It's like they, I had to play basic river. mountains in my Steel Champion decks if I wanted to play red. Yeah, so, so it, lots yeah. of lots of constraints. A rootbound crag does not come into play on tap on turn one. It, sometimes it's the particulars of the lands too, and the number of check lands you can run without the requisite number of shock lands is much different too. Yeah, because yeah. you just don't have as many types. The basics don't turn on all your check lands, whereas right. any shock land in a three color combination would turn yeah. on all of your check lands. Right. So, the good news now is you have we have <laughs> all free. the lands. You can, <laughs> you can play any three color Whatever. combination you want, and so you can go you can go a little nutty. Yeah. So what is what is another thing we talked about? Stupidly powerful cards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the powerful cards of last standard, for example, uh, Lyra Dawnbringer, which is uh, Baneslayer Angel <clears throat> with a little bit of upside, uh, gives your other angels life blink and first strike. A little upset. Yeah, this is a little bit. It's pretty good. And plus one, plus one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's an anthem to your angels. I'm a big fan of that card myself. Um, and Goblin Chain Wheeler, which is triple red, uh, three three first striker, does one damage to everything, planeswalkers, creatures, players. Uh, and these powerful cards allowed uh, very specific strategies that run them. We saw the Rectos aggro deck, aggro in, in quotations, um, dominate the format because of how overly powerful these cards were and they synergized well with the cards from the previous formats. Uh, Lyra kind of went on the wayside a little bit because it was pushed out by these fast, aggressive decks. So even if it's a good card, it might get shoved out. And that's something that you have to be cognizant of uh, when you're building is what is your weakness. Um, So when you consider your powerful cards, consider what they might just hard fold to uh, when you're building a deck. This is kind of an approach to brewing, though, right? Because, like, there's been a lot of decks, especially, like, not so much right now standard, but remembering back to last standard, where it's just, like, pile of mythics, right? And that's good enough to get there sometimes. Exactly. So, a really apparent example is the card Registrar Alpha. (laughs) Very powerful on its own. Uh, (laughs) Makes a big hasty boy. um, And can beat people down, but it's... It was just not. Good it, did, it didn't have yeah. the cards around it. Exactly. So, so a lot of times you get drawn to these really powerful cards, and you want to try to build a deck around them, and you absolutely try. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to realize, like, 
foul, the the rest of the cards available aren't good. Because you do end up with decks that are Grixis Mythics. Yeah. Which is just every Grixis, every red, black, or blue card that had an orangey, <laughs> an orangey, <laughs> pin, like a, a more, yeah. an orangey set to the one. Well, it left, though, but that was a deck for a little it while. Was. It was. I, it was, I played that deck, and it was great. It was great. Trainbinder. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, every, every card you played was great. Yeah. But if you think back, to, if you're old-timing, five years ago, to cons, right? Remember, you had Savage Knuckleblade, which was... <laughs> Green, Woo! green, blue, red for a four-four <laughs> that had two dumb activated abilities, and the card looked really good. Yeah. Right, Teamer was not a deck no. because that card was objectively powerful, but none of the cards around it were good. Yeah. But then you had Abzan that had Anafenza, which was white, black, green for a four-four with. Exile all the creature. Exile any creature that goes to the graveyard from anywhere your opponent controls. Plus pump an attacking creature. Yeah, when it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on attacked attacking creature. So you had that, and then you had Siege Rhino, yeah. which was... but And so those two guys were friends yeah. and made a deck. Yeah. But if so, you don't have enough... Like, you look at your powerful cards, and then you're like, oh, is there stuff around it, too? Yeah, so that's exactly it. You see, like, find these powerful cards, like... I'm a big fan of Lyra, so the next step that you want to take is what kind of team can I put around this powerful card and make a cohesive unit? Mm -hmm. So what is, like, the, the, the new arena hotness for Lyra was, was what recently? So, late, late in this past almost, almost old forgotten standard format, uh, BBD actually made a green-white Angels deck. Is, is that is almost it, forgotten standard yeah, is, format? That was last week. Yeah, it's old and almost <laughs> forgotten. Uh, <laughs> it's it's okay. still this week everywhere, but arena. Right, right. in yeah. real life, it's still this week. Yeah, sure, sure. I live in arena, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, rest, the real world does not exist. So for so for the uninitiated, uh, BBD is that like a type of underwear? Like what is yes. what is uh, that? Would, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> BBD is Brian Brondoon. Uh, okay, very excellent pro player. Uh, world on, champion. World, world champion. champion. Yeah. Uh, he's on team ultimate guard, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay, um, I just wanted to like get the uninitiated when you're like BBD, like yeah. some people might not know. So he's a pretty good pro player. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's decent. He's uh, the important thing is he went on a tear on Arena last week. He was high gold, low platinum, um, and just crushed everybody through diamond. Uh, he beat all the red decks, all the Golgari decks, all the Bant Nexus decks, which is the important one. Um, so he, there's like this innovation that comes in and people take these very powerful cards that might be oppressed a little bit and then configure them in a different way. But it was, it was playing like Llanowar Elves in, into then like Shalai, which is a yes. big dumb angel. Uh, well not dumb, she's pretty smart. Uh, there's an important part there. It gives you uh, hexproof. It was Llanowar Elves into History of Benalia. Okay. Uh, which is that awesome. is a beating. Ugh. But like, but so he was able to like, you know, be like Lyra's really powerful, history's really powerful, Elf lets me play them all a turn exactly. early. So, you know, but that again, that deck is a pile of powerful cards, but it took, you know, two, two and, and a half, half months yeah, for for someone to find. Yep. So, you know, if your first brew gets smushed, maybe because it's because it's not good, but maybe it's gonna it takes more fine tuning. So you don't just give up on it right away, but sometimes but you maybe you just put it on the back burner. Yeah. So 
so what is so what is another another thing that you can look to, uh, Logan, when we're like building these standard decks? Well, it, it, sometimes it's not just powerful cards. Uh, individually powerful cards are a good place to start, but uh, sometimes you need a little something to make them tick. Uh, the most individually powerful card I saw in Guilds of Replica that I loved was Niv Mizzet. Problem with Niv Mizzet is you tap out for Niv Mizzet and he dies. You don't get to do anything sweet with Niv Mizzet, like cast Explosion for four afterwards. I have never done the math on how much Explosion deals. My opponents don't either. They just concede. It kills them. It just kills them. You draw a billion cards, even if it doesn't kill them, it kills them. Yeah. Uh, but you can't do that the same turn you cast Niv Mizzet, but a key and standard at the end of last standard was just casting Niv Mizzet with just a single mana up with a dive down. Stops the uh, the Niv Mizzet from dying from most of the things that they can do. Vivian Reed was a prime example uh, yeah. in last format. Ravenous Chupacabra, both of these stopped him from actually drawing you the card. Uh, Ral's Eric and other decks that had also figured out that you can cast Niv Mizzet and dive down in the same deck. Uh, they all stopped you from even getting your value back on Niv Mizzet, and you have tapped or hard to cast uh, six drop and gotten nothing out of it. Uh, until you cast the card Dive Down. Then you draw your card off your Dive Down, you untap, you cast your expansion, and it's broken in half. Yep. You feel like you win the game. So sometimes it's not just powerful cards. You have to find something to go with your powerful cards. Yeah, something uh, to soup them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So then they need a little bit of help. Everything, Everyone has a weakness. You can't all be Siege Rhinos. Sometimes <laughs> you have to have a little bit something. Uh, right now, we have in other blue and red decks, you've got uh, Arclight Phoenix. Uh, when you put an Arclight Phoenix in your graveyard with anything else... Uh, it doesn't have to be like casting a four mana terrible three two haster. Uh, that card would be okay and limited if we're talking about it, but hard to generalize something like that at constructed. Yeah. But when you're not even drawing it, when you mill it off the top of your library with a discovery, or when you do draw it, but in the process of paying two mana to draw two cards and discard one with charter cores, uh, you get a free three two haste, and that is something that we've seen good enough in modern. And you're casting buried lives in legacy. Yeah. Uh, Seems pretty powerful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, there's, there's there's stuff like Sarkin's Unsealing. You look at a card like that, and it's really powerful, and you don't have stomping ground in your so deck. What, so. what, does, what does Sarkin's Unsealing do? It is, it, it is, it is, a, it is a 25 cent rare, I think. So it, we is, it is a get in on it now. Uh, Rhythm of the Wild might push it out in this format of all do-nothing enchantments when you cast them, but make all your other cards amazing. Uh, Wilderness Reclamation is the key in that one, where you tap out, but you don't really tap out. Also, do-nothing enchantments. Rhythm of the Wild. Yeah, this. Rhythm of the Wild probably going to come in and take some unsealing uh, place. But, but I have been playing. It's three in a red for uh, an enchantment. Sits on the battlefield until you cast a creature with power four or greater. Like, I don't know, say Registrar Alpha. Uh, when you do, it deals four damage to target player, planeswalker, or creature. Uh, if you cast an even bigger creature, say something with seven or more power, like Carnage Tyrant, it deals four damage to all of those things. Each creature your opponent controls... Uh, your, each opponent and each Planeswalker they control. Uh, it's a powerful card. Uh, it needs a little bit of building around. Luckily, there was a 7-plus power dinosaur that lots of people liked casting last standard, uh, Carnage Tyrant. Uh, also singularly powerful card that people put in decks like Golgari, but uh, sometimes you need a little extra oomph, and sometimes you want to be Golgari. So you put Carnage Tyrant and Sarkin's Unsealing in your deck and kill all of their permanents. And then you play a permanent in the process that they can't kill. Seems pretty good. Yeah, that was all right. I, I guess there's there's a one more like kind of new interaction for this standard that may or may not be a thing. It did five zero at, at Magic Online, <laughs> which was a uh, Goblin Chain Whirler, which we told you deals one to all their creatures, and then uh, the draft un, uh, uncommon of a uh, Status Statue, where Status was uh, a green black hybrid mana, 
Give a creature plus one, plus one in Death Touch. So it's just like a one-sided plague wind. Yeah, so if you cast your Goblin Train <clears throat> Whirler and in response to his trigger, give him Death Touch, he kills all of your opponent's creatures. And then the other side of that card isn't bad. It's two green-black instant speed, destroy a creature, artifact, or enchantment. It's fine removal. It's fine removal. So it's like if the, the fail case is... I hopefully drew enough lands to cast this side. Yep. And the other fail cases, I'll make some dumb creature plus one plus one and have death touch and trade with something. That's not terrible. So so that's another like just like interesting like build around interaction that it is important to note that this interaction's been around for the past three months. But we couldn't do it because the mana didn't work. It was terrible. And this goes back to like we just couldn't you couldn't have you didn't have stomping ground and uh, blood crypt. So you couldn't conceivably cast red, red, red. Yeah, the deck needed to be base red. Yeah. You couldn't be base either other color, and then you didn't have either splash color shock land. Yeah, so it's so that's just another like thing where sometimes interactions have been in the format for a while, and the format changes either due to mana or what people are playing, and those interactions that you might have thought were cool six months ago could come back and be the neat interaction. Like, uh, last standard we had uh, Wild Growth Walker, and I hope this, I'm not stealing something, eh, maybe a little bit. That's right. But Wild Growth Walker and Explore Creatures didn't get played for almost a year. Yeah, well, they didn't see any play in Dominaria. Mm-hmm. They didn't see play in M19. It wasn't until... Uh... Part of the reason those cards were not playable before was because of the parasitic Kaladesh block, <laughs> who... <laughs> Okay, uh, fair. Range supreme in that yeah. standard. Fair, fair. Yeah. But, but there's also just like there was the interaction of Wild Growth Walker and Explore Creatures where you gain life and your your Wild Growth Walker got unkillable uh, for all the red decks, and that didn't that was an interaction that didn't get to happen. Right. And then the format Kaladesh rotated out, new cards came in, and that interaction became a, the back a backbone of. My favorite deck from last standard. Yes. Mine as well. So so it's important to keep an eye on even previous interactions that you've noticed because anything can change in standard and a small hole can open up, uh, especially like things that you like from past standard. If you bring them into this one, uh, it's a whole new world. Uh, You can, it might find a place, it might not. Sometimes there are things, even a similar strategies that replace them, like Sarkins and Ceiling, might not see a single bit of play because Rhythm of the Wild is so good. They might, uh, like, be taken over by new ideas, but keep an eye on interactions because anything can change as standard evolves. So what is, so we have, uh, the next thing is uh, building around some sort of like engine. So James is going to talk about this. This is uh, my favorite way to brew. Um, It actually kind of uh, rolls back into what we were just talking about with the Explore Creatures and Wild Growth Walker because one of the reasons why I believe that deck started doing very well despite you know, the Kaladesh uh, mess, um, is that the card Find Finality was printed. So what you could do is explore a whole bunch of creatures into your graveyard, digging towards a find, which is a hybrid, black-green, hybrid, black-green, to return two creatures from your graveyard to your hand. So you could basically dig through your deck a bunch using Explore while building up a giant wild growth walker and then get the best two creatures back out of your graveyard and punish your opponent with them. Um, I think that's kind of what 
that deck needed was a way to supercharge um, the Explore package. Um, but engines don't have to be exactly like that. Um, when I think of engines in deck building, uh, because I love playing grindy mid-range decks, um, an engine to me is something that will gain you a small advantage over the course of six turns. Um, sometimes it's card advantage, sometimes it's board presence, sometimes it's life, sometimes it's all of them. In this standard, what I'm most excited to brew with is uh, Gutter Bones and Priest of Forgotten Gods. So Gutter Bones is a one-drop, 2-1, uh, one, comes into play tapped, and if your opponent has lost life this turn, you may pay a colorless and a black to bring it back to your hand. Um, combined with Priest of Forgotten Gods, um, Priest of Forgotten Gods will... Um, you tap it, sacrifice two creatures, um, and your opponent has to sacrifice a creature. They lose two life, and you draw a card and add two mana. So when you sack two creatures, you can bring the gutter bones right back um, while drawing a card and disrupting your opponent's board. So that's a pretty powerful engine that I'm excited to brew with. When I first read Priest of Forgotten Gods, I missed the part where it said second creature. Uh, uh, so I, <laughs> when it was like yeah. tap, do yeah, a thousand things? Was, yeah, I thought it was just tap, make some mana. Uh, oh, okay. Do, do some good stuff. You, you like, missed the part where it said sack two creatures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, this card's. Whew. And yeah. Then eventually I read back and I was like, oh, this card's still good. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. still good. Oh, I lose yeah. two creatures when I do it. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of an example of building around an engine. There's been engines in Standard Past that I don't think I necessarily need to get into right now, but that's how I like to brew, is to find something that, uh, when I assemble it, it uh, keeps churning out an advantage for me and hopefully grinds my opponent into dust. Similarly, like there's there's uh, Synergy decks yep. that, that are kind of similar to engine things. Engine decks, Sometimes. In that they're often greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Right? And so... A great example of that is the uh, the latest Mono Blue deck, which oh. is basically a pile of draft chaff. It is There's a anywhere. fantastic deck. Stop sure. it. Stop it. Stop it. The, the point is, it is almost a fantastic deck, but every creature in it is pretty crappy. On uh, their own. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. individually. Yeah. But they kind of... Voltron themselves, and you said, well, Voltron. Voltron yeah. themselves together. Uh, yeah. Well, they do, though. They all play well together. They all yeah. kind of perform a... A very specific yeah. role exactly. in the deck. And, and the, it, if you... Creatures that you can put Curious Obsession on. Yes. Right, yeah. Yes. Well, they're all evasive. Yeah. They're evasive yeah. creatures. But, like, <laughs> but if you looked at the deck list, have you not played against the deck? <laughs> or if you looked at the deck list after losing to the deck, yeah. you say, how can this deck ever win a game? Right. These cards are all awful, but yet it still does. Yeah. And it's because they just all kind of like work together just right. Yep. And sometimes with synergy decks and engine decks as well, problem is, is like if you're able to, as playing against it, break up one of those pieces, right? Like if your mono blue player has a bunch of curious obsessions and one creature, 
if you get to kill that creature, then their hand doesn't do anything. Like there's like if yeah. you can break up a key piece. Other way around, also, if they got a whole bunch of guys in no pants, then uh, the yeah. guys aren't that great. It's an inherent part of synergy decks. Is sometimes yeah. you don't get your synergy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your opponent doesn't even have to break it up. Sometimes you, you just, just don't can't draw get it off the ground. The amount of times I've played against Mono Blue on Arena, and I'm just getting smacked by like uh, Mystical Carold and Siren Storm Tamer, and then they just never yeah. put anything <laughs> relevant onto the battlefield. I'm just like okay, yeah. and the deck just folds to itself sometimes. But yeah. yeah. Another thing, another type of like synergy deck are like tribal decks, right? Which mono blue is, I guess, tribal bad creatures, but uh, <laughs> but more like um, tribal uh, technically creatures, like I elves yeah. in in this humans, elves and humans, and uh, mer- merfolk and in 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 modern. I don't know if dinosaurs have made it. Tribes uh, not made it to modern, but those are all modern playable, uh, where. Where it's a bunch of cards that share the same creature type, and because of that, they do things together. They interact well <laughs> together. So, in this standard, or now because of Ixlon, we have Merfolk is yep. probably the best of the tribes. Uh, sorry, vampires. Uh, Mer- <laughs> Merfolk are probably the best of the tribes that we have because uh, they have this critical mass of of creatures. That all want you to play other creatures of the same type. So they have the Miss Cloak Herald, yeah. which Miss Cloak Herald makes all your Merfolk plus one plus one. Deep Root Elite says when it is it if that's the wrong one. Yeah, Herald's the no. Herald's what is it? Secret the one streams. One. No, no, no. What's the lore yeah. called? It's Herald and Secret Streams, right? Three no. and blue. Any creature with a plus one plus one counter. That no, can't it. block. No, but the also, what is the Lord? What is the plus one plus one to all oh. your Merfolk? Um, anyway, it's blue green for a yes. two two that makes all your merfolk. Oh, Mystic color. Mystic color is the second creature. It's gorillas it's like in the mist or something. Yeah. It's gorillas in the, merfolk yes. in the mist. Yes. Very gives all your gives all your creatures. Right, so you have Oof. that that card says play more merfolk. Yeah. Deep root elite this is one in a green. Whenever you cast a merfolk spell, put a plus one plus one counter on something. That deep says root. deep root elite. Uh, yeah, no deep root waters. Is yeah, and it it says play more merfolk. Yep. So there's all these cards that say play more merfolk, and if you get to the point where there are enough merfolk that do enough good standard relevant things, mm-hmm. you get to play this synergy deck where it's a pile of creatures that all want you to play other creatures. Right. You have Thunderherd Migration <laughs> that that gets you a land onto the battlefield. Far seek in standard. For for two mana. If you show your opponent that yes, I'm playing a dinosaur. Whew, sure. Right. Also, dinosaur is not playable in modern. I don't know about y'all. I have had an opponent put a cavern of souls on the battlefield and named dinosaur, and cast as a comma. It might have been after a primeval titan entered the battlefield right. in their amulet yeah. deck, but tribal. It's tribal synergy. Right. It's tribal. Um, also, a good idea to keep an eye on changing things in standard. Uh, it is not a tribal set, Ravnica. Right. No, Ravnica just isn't. But there are merfolk on Ravnica, and right. what it got was a one mana blue merfolk that when you put, uh, you can adapt with for two mana, put a counter on, make it a two two, and loot. You get a free loot. Also, that happens every time you put a counter. So on. if you have yes. deep, if you yes. have a deep root elite, mm-hmm. every time you cast a merfolk, you also get to draw and discard. And Zakana, also a merfolk, also cares about plus one plus one counters, yeah. which deep root elite mattered for before. Uh, these both got added to Merfolk in Standard, despite it not being Ixalan. We are out of the set. Sadly, there are no dinosaurs at all in Ravnica, so mm. good luck on that getting better. But 
Merfolk got a little bit of something, even in a non-tribal set. You have to keep your eye out for sometimes interesting things in new sets. As things or even, you know, Frilled Mystic is an elf. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And there are, and uh, Incubation Druid also is an elf. elf. So at least on the, like, early standard, like, streamer event, there were people playing just all the elves that are currently in standard because... Steel Leaf Champion is also an elf. There are and, lots of good ones. Yeah. And uh, is it Beast Collar? The the two the green Lush clan color. Two green green. Oh, oh yeah, that's Beast Collar. Uh, he who is an elf. Whisperer. Whenever you Beast Whisperer. Yeah. Beast Whisperer. Yeah. Yes. yes. Whenever you play a, a creature, whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. Mm -hmm. So. And you had Clan Collar. Yeah. So and you're able to. Thor Lieutenant. So you're able to generate a bunch of mana and play and draw a bunch of cards and play a bunch of elves. So, again, even though it's not a tribal set, they added a few green cards randomly or elves. Yeah. Blue cards are were, always randomly merfolk. That is, uh, you listed cards from four or five different sets, yeah. none of which was a tribal set for elves except for M19. There are only two cards that yeah. came from that. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are, like, tribal sets from other, uh, tribal in other uh, creature types and not elves, right. and you still get to use sweet cards from it. Especially Simic, thank you. Thank you, Base Simic, for <laughs> things like Elf Ooze Wizards. Yes. Yeah, and what, Elf uh, oh wizard, Lizard God. Wizards? Banafar gets a counter from that Ooze thing. Woo! Oh, I've got a new Birthing Pod target. Oh, yeah. 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 It, sa it says so Ooze. It's a now. It says Ooze. Big brain. Instead, they're going to lob a quill of the Ooze so you stop putting counters on it. Whatever, whatever. But but you breakthrough. But we did we did we did find something. <laughs> so, so, so for synergy decks and engine decks, a lot of times you look through everything that's available and you just find random pieces here and yeah. there to fit together. Other times, like it kind of feels like things are kind of gifted to you from limited, mm -hmm. right? If you think about uh, the the evil that was Kaladesh, our our robot overlords. Um, <laughs> There was energy, and energy, I think, initially people were like, ah, oh, this is kind of a cool limited mechanic. Oh, it, man, were they wrong. And <laughs> it, it was a cool limited mechanic, but it was also an oppressive standard mechanic yeah. that required multiple, multiple cards to be banned, and it was still the best deck yeah. uh, for the longest time. It took Goblin, Chain Whirler, and a bunch of other ridiculous, well, ridiculous cards to make it so it took... Goblin Chain Order plus two babies or something to make mm -hmm. yeah. energy not good enough anymore. Yeah. So, um... Uh, counting Heart of Kieran is not a design mistake for it to not be the best deck. Because it, it, <laughs> like, it, it took another design mistake to yeah, make it, it, it the took, best Yeah, it took some things. Yeah. So, so sometimes you get them gifted to you from, from, from Limited. Yeah. And other times, like, you know, it's not enough, but sometimes it's fun to see. Like, yeah. just like, oh, hey, does, um, does this limited thing work? There was one that I noticed that I, as I was playing, I thought the gate mechanic was the gate payoffs in limited were really powerful. Uh, I have seen popping up, and I, I think it might be worth uh, Gates Ablaze, Gatebreaker Ram, and uh, the Gate Colossus all working together in a deck that just, like, it's some teamer deck that plays 12 gates yeah. that Chris just played against it last night while he was streaming. It was... A real deck. I think it has some legs. So I actually was checking for my arena decker. Uh, there are a couple streamers that have some unrefined, that, a bunch of four ofs, so it needs some tuning. Uh, but the deck's definitely real. Mm -hmm. um, Gates of Blaze and Guild Summit are pretty good. 
Uh, the payoffs Sonic. weren't quite there, mm. but now they kind of are. And that that big dumb green like two two gets puzzle puzzle for each game. Trample yeah, on it's really good. It'll get you. It, it I is promise like, it will. <laughs> it is the greatest. So oh, you got got by the goat. Uh, I had to. So I, my <laughs> turn. My turn included <laughs> Vivian reading down a gate colossus, casting down a goat, and casting down another gate colossus to, wow. <laughs> to end that game. It was miserable. Uh, and it was barely lethal. And if your opponent had untapped, they would have had another two gate colossi yes. and whatever else they wanted. So. Yeah. So, so you, so like synergies, like you just have to look kind of wherever they, wherever you get inspiration. Yep. So, we're we're at an hour. We were we were told an hour and a half was too much. Yep. So we're gonna. <laughs> we we're, listen to feedback. We listen. We listen. We listen, listen to, to feedback. feedback. Okay. When I was told by someone that took them three, three sessions to get through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. We might have gone too hard. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're gonna call it here. Yeah. So hopefully this week you're gonna throw together some decks and show up to F and M and. And have some fun. Like this yeah. again, this is a fun time. And if your deck goes one three or oh three, that was the first time you probably got to play it. That's the yeah, thing that fine. happens. Don't be discouraged by that. Just yeah. Keep uh, grinding. Just just keep trying and you'll find something. And next week what we're gonna try to talk about is how you can use like coverage yeah. and articles and different uh, non-Christos aggregators, if we're allowed to talk about those. Well, you can uh, also use Christos as an aggregator. Mean, but. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but how to use all this different information that's out there to kind of go from your your deck mm-hmm. and maybe add some stuff that other people have done. Or make it a if you pick. find another different sweet list somewhere else you want to try out or yeah. you're trying to uh, you know up your game a little bit, maybe uh, maybe try some decks out that... The world as a whole has worked on instead of you in your mom's basement. Yeah, your mom's basement's very nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nothing not, wrong with net decking. There's right. nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah, and we'll cover that next week. Yeah. I got a cool story for you. So, oh, all right. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to thank our special guests, uh, Logan and uh, Christos. Again, where can Round the people? Applause. Yeah. Oh, where, thank you. Thank you. Where yeah. Where can the people find Christos? Uh, at Christosi. Two eyes. X at Twitter. Um, uh, twitch.tv slash Chris Lossie, uh, no X, and then at Arena Decker on Twitter for the aggregator. I will try to put these links in the show description if I can figure out oh how to make boy. if Woo! I can figure out how to make show descriptions. So, <laughs> We're learning. technical issues. Please stand by. So, and this is if this was recording this whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was recording. It looks, it looks good. Uh, it, it, any, any places people should find uh, you? You probably shouldn't find me anywhere. You can find my somehow a lurker on Twitter account at uh, Nick Tesla, N I C K T E S L A. You might have to make the thing not private if you're going to. Yeah, I, I think it is private right now. Maybe I should it, fix it that. Is. I'll fix that in the future. And don't follow me. You can find Ignore the podcast me, yeah, okay, on that's more Facebook fun. and on Twitter. Yeah, so. Casual tryhard, man, uh, casual tryhard MTG on on Facebook, I do believe, and uh, at Casual Tripod on uh, on Twitter. That's still a really great name. Yeah. I I just know got the tripod. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. get that at the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that well, was good. Well, so we uh, yeah, are my cats a tripod? Yeah. So this is it. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you up uh, at FNM. Yep. We'll see right. you at FNM. Okay, bye.